We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You can't handle the truth! I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good evening. It is Thursday night and that means, of course, it's time for Unscripted, the film show. Uh, I am uh, here with uh, Rachel. Hello, hello. And uh, and we're going to talk about films. Hopefully, Cecilia will be joining us uh, shortly, uh, due to the fact that it is a um, a rainy day, and we all live in Perth. Oh, my goodness, we had that issue yesterday uh, on our way to training. Just like everyone seemed to not know what they were doing, we were on Row Highway, and people were driving in the right hand lane, seventy k's an hour. We're like, mate, if if you're going to drive that slow in the rain, move to the left lane, like a normal person. <laughs> So, yes, it was a bit frustrating and it was a bit the same today. It was Traffic was – there was lots of people going very slow. Well, Kat, Kat and I uh, went to see um, uh, Jurassic World uh, Dominion last night. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, that was screening at uh, event in uh, Whitford's. Yeah. And we uh, we went from, you know, our, our house in the uh, the Riverton area uh, and it took us an hour and 16 minutes. Jeez. To get uh, to get to get all Whitfords, so yeah. that was yeah. exciting. Um, and when I say exciting, uh, I mean frustrating. <laughs> Sarcasm. It's just oh, it's so so weird. That just like you know, we get that light sprinkler of rain, and uh, we go, oh my god, how do we deal with this? You know yeah. what? I wonder if it's because people uh, need new tires and they've forgotten they need to get them, uh, and then they get on the road and they're like, oh, my tires have got no traction. I might drive a bit slower. It, it's you just need to not break quickly. That's mm, that's mm. the key. If if you need new tires, very true. Very I need true. new tires. I'm getting them next week. <laughs> <laughs> so besides the rain, how are you going this week? Are you good? Because obviously you, you had the you suffered the COVID. I did. I did. Um, obviously, I'm still not a hundred percent, as you can hear. Mm. Uh, but it it just like digs its heels in. But it's okay. Other than that, that's fine. I'm a bit uh, overwhelmed because I have started uni and our first assignment is due next week. Oh, what's your first assignment? Oh, it's so boring. Oh. Um, so when you've not done uni for a very long time or ever, like myself, mm-hmm. um, they suggest that you do something that's called academic... Um, I forget what it's called because it's one of those ridiculous names. Um, Academia it, bas- 101. <laughs> uh, basically. It sort of teaches you how to write essays, how to be a student um, at uni, how to do research, how to um, how to reference your research. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not overly exciting, but you have to basically pick a topic and then research it, a topic that's like specific to what you're going to do eventually. Um, and then research it and then do like a, you know, read all of these articles and then reference them all and say what their arguments are and et cetera, et cetera. So it's um, for someone who did really poorly at high school um, because of undiagnosed ADHD, I do talk about a lot because I don't think women are aware that that is something that women can suffer. Um, but, yeah, so I have no no real history of being able to study. So it, it's a very new thing for me. So to be able to try to read all of these articles is what I'm struggling with mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of them because you've got to find ones that are actually going to be useful and, yeah, it's tough. Does your your uh, course, uh, do you actually have lectures you've got to go to and tutorials? No, so it's all online. Um, it's through Open University. I don't mm. want to give them a free advertisement, yeah. but there you go. Um, and, and it's more suited to people who have got to, you know, work part-time mm. and, and have a, you know, a family life that mm-hmm. they've got to deal with and all that sort of stuff because it means you there's just one they call it a collaboration thing where they they explain what's going on in the course that week what you need to do blah 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 and you can watch a recorded version of it or you can watch it live um and it's through Curtin university so for me it's at 4 p.m which mm-hmm. is a good time um and then the rest of the time you just kind of have to make sure you do the work in between life which is 
it, it's I'm struggling. Yeah. <laughs> so because my yeah. my advice to any student because I I was a terrible student in in primary school and high school, and then I got to university and I was quite good at university, but it was because uh, I realized very quickly that if you want to get good grades in university, you listen to the lecturers, you understand mm-hmm. what they want to hear, and then you tell them what they want to hear, and then if you do that, you get good grades. Now, so if you if you do have uh, you if you are going doing uni course and you do have lectures and tutorials always go to the lectures and tutorials because I think there's a lot of people who will just go there and they'll just get the book and they go okay this is what I've got to study ignore the lectures and tutorials and just read the books and read the books and read the books yeah if you go to lectures and tutorials the lectures go now this is important <laughs> and they point that kind of stuff out to you yeah yeah it is important that's that's why the collaborations are, are good mm. um and it's all because it's all online. You you've got group discussions, and you pop stuff on there, and then the tutor goes, "Oh, that sounds good, but how about you know this?" So it's it's all there. It's just um, I struggle with with reading, and especially because the articles can be kind of scientific. So I, yeah, I'm struggling a bit. Yeah, well, I got I got through <laughs> university um, with a, a distinction average uh, without actually reading the books. So it's possible. It can be done. Mm, do you have ADHD? Uh, no, I don't. No. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, I don't. But uh, yeah, it's just I, I, I find I, I learn by listening. So that's that's why it's a, it yeah. a good environment for me. I have started pressing the read to me button on the PDFs mm. Um, mm. because I, I do listen a bit better than I read. So, <laughs> um, And we are joined here by Cecilia. We'll talk. St- stop talking about uni stuff. Um, Hello. <laughs> that was the weirdest like frog walk to the <laughs> microphone. Yeah, it sounded like a frog if that's how frogs I would imagine that's how frogs well you walk like a frog as well as Hello. as talking like one so <laughs> it sounds like a frog cross with a beetle and I don't mean uh, like a bug I mean an actual beetle yeah like a liver it, it's a liverpodlian yeah. frog oh dear I love it we've got quite a few frogs in our garden at the moment this morning when we were getting in the car to go to school we heard the croaks and so we're like with our umbrellas trying to find it but they were hiding somewhere Aww. they just they, they like hide under the ground you mm. know and occasionally you'll be like uh, you know digging a hole mm. and a frog will just pop out and go oh my god there's a frog there's and a frog. then they'll just bury themselves back in again mm. yeah. weird I thought they lived in, the la- in, in like ponds and stuff don't know. I don't know. We've Weirdos. got a bunch of pobble bonks in our area. Ooh. Pobble bonks? Yes. Pobble bonks. They're, they're little tiny ones about they're quite yay big. cool. I like them. Yeah. But I know some people are very afraid of them. Oh, really? Yeah, I have oh. a friend who has an v- extreme fear of frogs. So. Oh, Chris went to, to take the rubbish out and there was one at the front door. So, um, you know, Bryce came and picked it up and was Cute. very excited. That's adorable. <laughs> There's a, I've got a friend uh, and she's over in uh, Singapore at the moment. Mm. Last time she was in Singapore, she uh, posted these photographs of these frogs in Singapore where they're like really vibrant colours. Oh. And if you pick them up, they'll kill you. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yes, they can be deadly, uh, That's they? one of the weird things about nature is kind of like if something's really bright and funky, leave it alone. Yeah. It, it, it's and a don't lick sign. it. No, definitely don't, don't, don't <laughs> lick it. Don't lick it. I think that's actually good. That's actually that's good. good advice, advice for everything. everything. Yeah, it's, it's like this there's pole, don't lick it. Uh, phone, don't lick it. In fact, we probably wouldn't have any issues with flu and COVID if people would just stop licking things. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we've got to talk about movies because uh, I'm sure everyone has seen stuff. Uh, I've mentioned before I saw uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, what have you guys seen this week? Um, unfortunately, because I've been um, busy with uni stuff, I haven't actually watched a whole bunch. Uh, the German Film Festival is on currently, though, so I do want to run through a couple of movies that are featuring. I have seen one of them, so I wonderful. Certain, uh, called uh, The House or Das House. Oh yeah, that uh, one. Um, I I was sent and I was desperate to watch oh, that. I just hadn't had an opportunity. Okay. Um, also watched the first episode of Stranger Things and finished the second season of Russian Doll, so. Cool. Hmm. So, yeah, I've only seen uh, Dust House. I did watch Benediction, but I believe you reviewed that last week. I did review it last uh, week. Which is I've fine. wondered what you thought of it, though, because yeah, I was in, bored. Look, it, it is one of those films that is very dialogue heavy. There's not a lot of action taking place. I think it was an interesting film, and I think, yeah. you know, Sigrid, uh, Siegfried Sassoon was an interesting person. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it was really good to learn more about him. And I think that Jack Loudon did a fantastic role um, or job in the role. But, yeah, look, it wasn't um, – I was kind of sitting on the fence with this one. I didn't mm. quite – it didn't capture my attention enough, yeah. you know. And, yeah, it was just one of those films that I think people who enjoy a good kind of uh, – 
film kind of set out at war times mm. but about somebody in yeah wars. I think people who his history buffs may enjoy I, I think one. it would be one for history buffs mm. or um, people who know who um, exactly he is because unfortunately I didn't know yeah look I didn't know but, but definitely an interesting life oh absolutely long and movie though yeah look it, it, yeah it's interesting and I know uh, Davies uh, what's the director's name Terence Davies I yeah think. yeah he's looked at uh, other poets he did a film called a quiet passion which explored the life of Emily uh, Dickinson. Dickinson. I yep. certainly think I've never seen that film, but I think that would be more up my alley uh, rather well, if, than this. If uh, there's a lot of symbolism in his movies, mm. so I don't know. I haven't seen the Emily Dickinson one, um, but I don't know. Sometimes I get lost in the you know how it's very symbolic. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, he has that that there's that moment in Benediction where. Like he's laying the, like a yeah. cross and like it's just it, bizarre. It is. But it's in cinemas so people might <coughs> want to go and check that out. True. So that's really all I've seen this week is um, mm. that and uh, the house or the house. house. If you if you like, so there you go. I I did want to get along to um, Jurassic Park, but I'm seeing that this weekend instead. Um, so I will I will see it. Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? Jurassic World. <laughs> My apologies. That is all right. <laughs> My apologies, Lewis. <laughs> Did you uh, did you see I last when I went to see it last night? Um, I was I was like crestfallen when I, when I was getting ready to go because I was like, what am I going to wear? What am I going <laughs> to wear to Jurassic Park? You know, because I used to have a uh, like a Jurassic Park t shirt like mm. um, from Universal Studios, but it was old and Cat hated it, so it eventually uh, got got thrown out. Oh, um, and I was like, oh, I've no, I've nothing to wear. Like I was I was being all girly about it, uh, and then oh, that's uh, a bit offensive. That no, that's not like I, I don't think the words have ever been uttered by a man. I have nothing to wear. Whereas uh, I, I, I think that uh, very often women who have a cupboard full of clothes will go, I have nothing to wear. And it's not actually saying they've got nothing to wear, they've got nothing to wear for that specific occasion. Mm. That's where I found myself last night. Right. Still think it's a bit uh, gender specific there, but we'll move on. <laughs> Well, if there, if there is any uh, any men out there who have ever, ever uttered the words, I have nothing to wear. Uh, my friend Jeff in. used to do it all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> if there's any... <laughs> if there's anyone alive, is that what you were going to say? No, no, I was going to say that. I was, I was, I was going to say like, there, there are, okay, there are a, there is a specific subset of men right. who care about their appearance. Yes. Uh, and they may do that, possibly. Right. But uh, a, a straight... Heterosexual you're, uh, you're man. You're asking for a cisgender yeah, male. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So we're basically where, like yourself. Yeah, where your wardrobe consists of uh, you know, jeans and pants and T-shirts and shirts, we've always got something to wear mm. because that's, that's kind that's of... That's all like, you wear. Yeah, exactly, that's all you wear. But uh, you know, there, there will come a specific event where like having something that's uh, you know, themed to that event would be, would be nice. Uh, but it's very rare with men. But last night it was actually, I found in my cover there was something that was uh, themed and appropriate to nice. it. It nice. was a Disney shirt, but it was, a, uh, it was Rex from Toy Story in the Jurassic Park pose. I like it. Yeah. So very was, cool. And then Kat took that photograph with the, uh, the Jurassic World in the background. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. I love that Kat has messaged because I was like, I made a disappointed noise about the shirt getting thrown away. I was like, oh. And she's like, the Jurassic Park shirt was falling apart. Makes so sense. She's, she's got a point. She's, she's got I, a point. I just look at it Can't like... Can't wear a holy shirt. Yeah. And I just look at it like an opportunity to go back to Universal and get another one. So uh, <laughs> that's... Uh, hopefully that'll happen in, at Christmas. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, so Jurassic World, I've been talking about it a bit, so... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review it. I'm going to review it right now. Do it. Uh, so have you guys seen, you, you must, if you're going to see Dominion, you must have seen, uh, it was uh, the first Jurassic World and then there was Jurassic World Lost Kingdom. I'm pretty up to date on my, my Jurassic Park. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed. It's not like Marvel and, and DC where I'm lagging behind. I'm, I'm pretty onto the ball. Oh, really? I'm Jurassic not. Jurassic Park. I, I mean, look, they all blend into one film of people running away from dinosaurs. Couldn't yeah. tell you which one is which, but look, Hey, there you go. I haven't seen um, the the second of the Chris Pratt ones where mm. he's got a ball that's chasing him over a cliff. <laughs> haven't seen that one. That's the Jurassic World is the first one. Oh. No, no, no. You, there's this thing in the trailer where he's running and he falls off a cliff. Right. Because I think there's something oh, maybe there orb-like was, there was chasing or, him. There was orbs in the second one as well when they went back to the island where it was there was a volcano going off that was going to kill the island. Right. Oh. Yeah, so I didn't see that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think 
I don't know if if I've seen the two and three of the originals or just bits of them. Mm. I think I've seen bits of them. I don't mm. think you need to really see two and three of the original Jurassic films. Do I have need to English second language? <laughs> um, do do I need to have seen the second of the Chris Pratt ones? It would be nice. Okay. You know, it's, a, it's, it's like one of those things like um, you'd be going you in... You make going, homework for me. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is with... So the first Jurassic World film was basically the biggest idiots in the world went, you know, it didn't work last time, but I reckon we can get it right this time. And so they uh, actually build another uh, Jurassic theme park, but they make it bigger and it's called Jurassic World. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, uh, they have all the, the dinosaurs and they do some genetic playing around with them mm. to make them bigger and more dangerous. Um, and, of course, there's going to be, you know, someone in there who's trying to do the wrong thing, it screws everything up, and you end up with dinosaurs running wild and, and eating people. People running everywhere. Yeah, exactly, in high heels. Um, and so... I wouldn't advise that. No, that's a, that's a very... Bryce Dallas Howard, I'm talking to you all. <laughs> that's a very bad idea. But the in the second one, uh, the obviously the island uh, you know, has been abandoned, uh, but there is a volcano on the island that is... Go- See, it would have been convenient if the, the, uh, you know, the island was abandoned and you just leave the dinosaurs on the island, they fend for themselves, happy days. But the, uh, the island is, has a volcano on it and that volcano is about to erupt mm. and it's going to kill everything on the island. So there's these people... Who who want to steal the dinosaurs and, you know, basically auction them off to the highest bidder as weapons or uh, zoo pieces, just some really nasty people doing some nasty stuff. Um, and in that, uh, in in this movie, it's revealed that there is a little girl who is a clone of the daughter of one of the original Jurassic Park uh, owners, mm. and that uh, that comes into play uh, very heavily into uh, Jurassic Park uh, Dominion. Uh, and in this, in the second film, the dinosaurs basically get out into the world. So. In um, in this world, they are sharing uh, everything with the dinosaurs. So there's some you know dinosaurs in the oceans. There's some on land. There's some that are flying, and people are learning how to uh, you know integrate dinosaurs into society. Um, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great idea. There, there is a reason why um, okay. uh, you know man and dinosaurs didn't live at the same time. Because mm. uh, if there was if man and dinosaurs lived at the same time, they're Probably wouldn't be man anymore. No, uh, no. pretty pretty sure dinosaurs would have won. Num um, num nums. Yeah. I love my humans. Uh, so the uh, in this this case uh, that's that's a, the setup where you got the, um, uh, the the movie, uh, and you've got uh, Chris Pratt's uh, character and um, uh, oh, wait a minute, uh, lost. What? Uh, you've got um, Chris Pratt's character. And um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Thank you. Uh, they are looking after the the little girl who was a clone, but she's now a you know fourteen year old girl, not so little anymore. Mm. Um, and they're also looking after Blue. You remember Blue, the raptor? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So did they get back together? They did. Because yes. I feel like they split up at some point. Well, not really. It was just like at the end of the film, it was kind of like, oh, will they? Won't they? And then oh. in the second film, it was like, will they? Won't they? They will. And so, oh, righto. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, they they get together and they they that's their story. Is they they're like looking after this girl. This girl's very important um, to this uh, <laughs> rich evil villain of the film who's got this uh, genetic lab and it's always going to be the genetic lab guy who's the bad guy. So I'm not giving anything away really by saying that. The only unfortunate thing is is this guy's name is Lewis and I'm not really happy <laughs> when there's a bad guy called Lewis because it's, uh, you know, it's stomping on the name Lewis and that's a bad thing. Um, and they, it's spelt the same way as well? It's Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Mm, yeah. I can see that. Well, because uh, you know, if it was uh, Louis, then that's fine. There's right, been lots of true. bad Louis uh, yeah. you know, through history, but there's very <laughs> few bad Lewises. So, um, but, yeah, so that he's he's got his agenda. He's basically doing something that is going to put the um, – put the world's food's need into his hands, uh, which is a really nasty thing to do. And this guy is clearly, like, being based on your rich eccentrics. Like, Mm. um, got a bit of a... um, uh, Elon Musk? No, not so much Elon Musk. Maybe a bit, maybe a bit. He he reminded me of Steve Jobs a bit. Right. Like, um, yeah, and just... uh, 
may, just got that that kind of you know feel about him. Mm. Um, but so he's uh, that's his his thing is he's like trying to you know take over the world. Although he believes he's doing a good thing, uh, like all good villains should. Uh, and then you've got the old cast, uh, you know Sam Neill and um, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, they they've come back and Laura Dern and Laura Dern as well. They've come back um, as well, and so they're trying to investigate this guy and you know basically out him to say yeah. this guy's a bad guy. He's doing some bad stuff, and we've got to you know do something about this. Um, so they all end up going to this. Uh, I think it's in. It must be in Europe because like there's snow there and there's ice and there's dinosaurs. And this, I just did. Uh, out of all the new ones, I think this is my favorite one. It's Why? Just, it's okay. Just the, it's, <laughs> I can have it. it it's whacked out. It's uh. It's just got so much like insanity and campiness, and mm. uh, you've got the old guard and the new guard, and they've got like you know separate stories, but you know they've got to converge, and so you're going, how are they going to converge? And and uh, but it's just great. It's and it's got so many like you know callbacks to the original Jurassic Park films but it's the first one where it's really you know of the new ones where you're not set on the the island where Jurassic World was or anything like that it's just that the whole world has Mm. become Jurassic because the dinosaurs are out there and part of the film is set in the the world and you get to see like dinosaurs in the real world and then then this um Third act of the film ends up on this place where the uh, the the bio place is, and then that's where you kind of get that Jurassic Park feel, where you've got like a a jungle and then the inside bit. So they managed to get the best of both worlds in this film, um, and yeah, just really exciting. I mean, Jeff Goldblum, they just went, dude, dude, turn it up to eleven, have do a you, crack. You do you, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> exactly, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's just a, Jeff Goldblum is just amazing, uh, and he, he just yeah he, he steals the show. Whenever he's on screen, he steals the show. Um, um, I, I believe part of that area was um, the snow area, Dolomites in Italy. In Italy, right? Yeah, cats ah. um, just sent a message to to let us know. Um, lovely part of Italy. One of the weird things though, when I was watching this film is these people are in this place where there's ice and there's snow and, uh, you know, at some point it's sort of boring you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She I yawned. just yawned. I, um, I had literally, I think, three hours sleep last night. Oh, I was so tired. That's but okay. I am I'm listening. I'm just, no, no, that's I not. can't help but <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise <laughs> right in your face at the good point. <laughs> <laughs> Watch all, out, it's contagious. That's all good. I just gotta, the, the, the bad thing is if I don't yawn, I'm going to be a psychopath now. Uh, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the me too. <laughs> there, there's just yeah. There's so much action and stuff in this. Uh, as I said, Laura Dern and uh, Alan and Sam Neill. You know, seeing their characters come back together mm. after so much time and like this. You know, there's chemistry there, and you want payoff to that. So not a just, psychopath. I yawned. Yes. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, I'm I'm doing the talking here, so I yeah. You got to refrain from yeah, yawning. Yeah. Got to hold it in. Yep. Uh, there's a, a character. I don't know what I've seen her, if I've seen her anything before. Um, what is she, she known for? Uh, none, none of that. Uh, well, what's her name? Dewanda Wise. Um, but she's really awesome. She plays this uh, pilot, and uh, she just like feels you know guilty and gets guilted into helping them out. So she's kind of like got that Han, Han Solo kind of feel to her. Um, in fact, that's one of the things. Uh, you know, it's obviously a Spielbergish kind mm. of film. It's Colin Trevorrow is the director, but. Um, John Williams does the music for it and obviously he does the music for pretty much everything uh, but Star Wars is one of those ones where he's really renowned for yes. and there were scenes in this where I was going, oh, John, you're leaving a bit too Star Wars here, my friend. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, but yeah, she was great, really good. Um, Isabel Sermon, who plays Maisie Lockwood, who is the the clone girl, um, she's great as well, really good uh, teenage actress. Um uh, Campbell Scott plays uh, Lewis Dugson and, uh, yeah, really... Ah, oh, just very interesting character. I think when you see him, you'll go, oh, okay, I see what you mean. Like he's got that, you know, uh, obviously, you know, very uh, high-functioning kind of a person mm. uh, and just, yeah, he's, he's got his uh, his desires and what he wants to do. Uh, D.B. Wong is back as Dr. Henry Wu. He's kind of like throughout the um, Jurassic films has mm. been the foil, like the bad guy in the background. So uh, it's yeah, great to see him He was him never back. the bad guy in the first one though. Oh, no, he kind of, yeah. In the first, first Jurassic yeah. Park. Like the Laura Dern original, 
Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe he had his you know, he had his ideas and stuff like that. And then yes, yeah, so he just this, didn't know until later. Yeah, in this one, <laughs> he's come more more of a bad guy. But uh, uh, yeah, just really good cast, uh, really enjoyable. As I said about the, the cold, though, they're in this area, it's all icy and cold, and they're they're just there in like you know t-shirts and stuff like that because I think they <laughs> they might have lost the rest of their costume or whatever. <laughs> It's like no one's you – know, it's cool like if you're there in your T-shirt yeah. and stuff like that, but, you know, uh, no one's going, Phew, it's quite cold, isn't it? Like that would be a yeah. normal human reaction to go, my God, it's cold. Even though you're getting chased by dinosaurs, you'd go, oh, it's, you know, we're getting chased by dinosaurs, but my nipples are freezing. Yeah. But there was I'm getting frostbite in my fingers. Oh, no. Yeah, it was – it was, I wasn't believing the cold. Um, uh-huh. Chris Pratt falls into an icy lake at one point. No pokies. So <laughs> – um, did they have at least like air coming out of their mouth that you could visible air? I can't remember seeing visible air. Oh. Yeah. I'm just saying if it looks cold, I want to feel cold. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying like you know, necessarily you have to put like you know the actors into cold stuff and or freeze them. Put fake nipples. But I'm on just them. saying. What's the difference? <laughs> that's that's not too much to ask. Prosthetic nipples. So yeah. he is asking for prosthetic nipples, nipples. not jackets. Yes, that's right. Just right. To clear if you, it up. If you don't, yeah, if you don't want to wear jackets, <laughs> then like you know everyone knows if it gets a little bit cold, the the, the pokies come out. The and that's just human nature. So I go, what do these people not have nipples? What is going on here? So yeah, that was just that's the only They're downside. Kendalls. Yeah, only downside of the film was was you know lack lack of nipples <laughs> in key scenes. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give this four no nipples. No, nipples. <laughs> no I, I I just love this film. I, I love the whole Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park. I just think it's great. And they've said this is the last of the Jurassic series. Oh, I call sure. BS on that. Same. Uh, I call I, BS. I, I'm sure there's going to be they're going to find a way yeah. to bring bring Jurassic back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the whole you know humans living with dinosaurs that's really cool. So. I, maybe a TV show, something. Oh, yeah. Just let's let's uh, let's just uh, throw it out there. Um, there, yeah, it's a a great film. Uh, I just you know enjoyed it. Stupid fun. Uh, there is no cut scene in the credits, so do not uh, waste the time. <laughs> I've done it for you, so you can <laughs> thank you. leave. Thank you. thank you, sir. Yeah, you can leave. You can have a wee. You're not taking one anything. for the team. Uh, and yeah, I am going to give uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, Four and a half of those little pricks, the the dinosaurs with the little... The, you know the ones that they, they just look at you and look at you and then they fan out and then they squirt oh, stuff in your face? yep, yep. Oh, I hate them. Mm-hmm. Give them four and a half of those. Cool. Yeah. Don't know what they're called. Don't like them. Uh, I think it starts with a D. Yeah. The, That's the, as close as I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, I've, I've spoken enough. We are going to go to a, a quick break and then uh, we're going to come back and somebody else can speak. Uh, thank you very much to our sponsors. Oops, sorry, <laughs> much much appreciated. Keep us uh, keep us on air and keep the lights on because doing radio in the dark is not fun. You press the wrong buttons. Yes. <laughs> um, you need to get some sleep. I really need some sleep. <laughs> this is going to be a difficult show. Sorry. Like after uh, after you, you finish up here, like you know, obviously drive home first, first then, then mm-hmm. get some sleep. I know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. this cold weather. Just me mm. bones it's, ache during it, the night. <laughs> How bad? She's not this even is, thirty yet. I know, but um, yeah. Is this year the the thirtieth? This is the big thirtieth. The three o. Yeah, not looking forward In to August. it. A little bit Why? scared, to be honest. I don't know. I'm just, that, I'm, I'm not a big fan of birthdays in general. Um, I feel like everyone's like, you need to do something big, and I'm like, oh uh, yeah, I don't like doing big stuff either. No, no it's no. not for me. I'm like, I don't want the attention. No, it's please, weird. no attention. Anyway, it's it's all good, you know. Dirty 30s, hey? That's what they say. So 30s are pretty good. Yeah, I didn't wash for good. all my 30s. I was just completely, like, you know, unclean. Uh, <laughs> didn't have a lot of friends. Uh, but that, that's okay. I got to 40 and and I went frothy 40. Frothy. And I got myself all lathered up. So it was good. Yeah. Um, no, no, that, not naughty 40s. Not naughty 40s. Frothy 40s. Frothy, frothy, frothy 40s. See, when you said that, I thought of beer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a he covered beer. himself in beer. But frothy. just the heads of the beer, not the rest of the beer. I don't know. It was one of my birthdays. I think it was one of my birthdays, which was a frothy birthday um, when I, we went to the Belgian beer cafe back when that was good. And I, I don't know. <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think the statutes of limitation has, has passed on this. Um, so I, I feel comfortable talking about it. Um, 
I don't know at what point in drinking that your alcohol level gets to the point where you go, uh, you know, honest uh, citizen, honest citizen, honest citizen, thief. Because um, you get to a point uh, where you just start putting glasses in your bag. And and so when I got home that night, I, I had like, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know the... the um, uh, I, I do because I also have one. Yeah. <laughs> Never taken a glass. Yeah. Ho- a pub. Hogarden, I think I might they, have two. Ever. They had these Hogarden glasses. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, um, clearly. That's why they're not good anymore yeah. because you've taken all their glasses. I, 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 look, I told you, it was not me. It was the alcohol. I was like an honest citizen up to a point and that point is like three or four beers in. Uh, and the beers there were big. So they're big like yeah. you know, things and uh, I kind of like just had that be- the thing there and uh, the big one and then I had a, a slightly smaller one and then I had another one with, they're like babushka glasses <laughs> and so clearly I, I had to take them and again I blame the alcohol entirely mm-hmm. and, I, and I apologise to the Belgian beer cafe um, yeah for, public for apology my, I think I may have been at that party possibly yes <laughs> because I also came home with some <laughs> Uh, anyway, don't, it was a long time ago. It was, it was the uh, it was the follies of youth. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> it was um, in his like late thirties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be a mature adult by that stage. Have you met this man? No. Mature adult is not something he's aiming for. Yeah, Good. but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a. Um, uh, one of those things where somebody's done the wrong thing and they, they come out in public and admit to it Good. and say that you, you shouldn't do it. Uh, so if you do it, you're wrong. Uh, if, uh, but I've now atoned, so I'm fine. You've atoned? <laughs> I've really? atoned, yes. <laughs> he bought some more glasses and just dropped them at the door. Yeah. It's just a random box of glasses. Well, to be fair... Are oh, you sneaking back in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. This guy's just like... Walking around with a, he's I don't know, his he's wearing glassware. a trench coat for some reason, and you're just pulling them out, like with the yeah. I mean, we even had those glasses in ten years. Where did they come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Um, speaking of the follies of youth, um, Stranger Things. I don't know. I was trying to find a segue. I like it because um, they're young people. So Lewis was playing just before because he's doing artist show at the moment. He played um, Running Up That Hill because Kate Bush famously does not allow her music to be played um, in many things. Mm. So she has allowed this song in Stranger Things and um, she's gone off the charts. She's like top on the charts because everyone's like, ooh, who's this? Um, Because they didn't... I don't know. They'd never heard of her. Well, I don't know. The only, if she's not going to be uh, licensing her songs to anything, the only way you hear her songs is by seeking them out. Yeah. So Didn't Placebo do a cover of Running Up That Hill, though? How did they get the rights? I don't that? know, but Wolf, um, uh, no, uh, First Aid Kit also did a version so recently. And it was they very, got very good. The rights. Yeah, Does yeah, she have but to I sign think off on those? yeah, she would. She'd have to. Yeah. So I think it's just she hasn't let her stuff be oh, in like movies okay. and shows yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Got it. I think, um, but yeah, she's she's topping the chart. Mm. So. Um, Lewis and I, no, not Lewis and I, Chris and I <laughs> have watched the first episode of Stranger Things um, season four because it's just dropped. Now, Lewis off air mentioned that he watched season one and a bit of season two and then fell off. Mm. Where are you? I haven't, I watched maybe one episode when it first hit Of season Netflix. one. Yeah, when it first hit Netflix. Everybody said to me, this is your show. And I thought, because it's got that horror kind of 80s, vibe to it I just never got it didn't quite capture me but I wonder if I went back and tried a few more episodes it might maybe we loved the first season the second season was a bit mm, it was okay third season not good Mm. Um, and this fourth season everyone is raving about and like we've only watched the first episode but it was very good right and um, they're quite long episodes I hear. they are very long episodes most of them are over an hour long like an hour and 15 to an hour and 30 yeah. the last episode is like over two hours long so they're basically like. making it like movies every you know there's eight movies basically so um you really got to be committed yeah. to sitting down and and you and know. you have to have seen the first three seasons to watch the fourth season would you say oh uh, look you probably do, but I don't know. You would because probably need to learn I've, about the characters, wouldn't you? Probably to figure out everyone's yeah. dynamic and, sure. and where they all fit in and everything. Um, and there is an element from the previous season that feeds into this. Sure. But I, I don't really know what they're doing with this season. It feels like a new 
um, big bad, <laughs> to use a, a phrase from Buffy. Um, but I'm just not too sure because um, every season seems to be slightly different. Mm. But speaking of big bads, before we went on air, I said to Lewis, have you watched the um, People magazine Buffy reunion thinking it was new and it's like five years old? Um and I just happened to watch it on YouTube and then I felt really silly because it was old. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just seeing this. Is, one, that, like, is that the one where Sarah <clears throat> Michelle Gellar and Summer Blair do that kiss? But they don't no. do a kiss because... No. Okay. So it was back in 2017 and it's a lot of yeah. a lot of them all like sitting in a big um, right. dark room. Yeah. But Joss Whedon is a, like not in the room yeah. and this is why I thought it was new because I'm like, well, they've clearly oh. separated them yeah. um, and at some point he said, um, he explained something that they did on the show and he's like, and that's how I invented television. You're welcome. Mm. And I'm like, you are so arrogant. And, I'm, and now I'm realising this is back in 2017. Lewis said back when he was our Lord, mm. um, but mm. he was obviously busy filming something and that's yeah. why he was separate. But um, Or perhaps people like, I'm only doing it if he's not there. Mm. Yeah, you wonder what mm. the context was in that, that situation. Yeah, because it was... Quite a few years ago now, so... Interesting. But, yeah, it is, it is so weird to think, like, you know, we were, um, you know, back in the Buffy days holding Joss up as the, you know, uh, the pinnacle of, like, a t- TV producer yeah. uh, as a, a, a you know, feminist icon and and then, you know, to find out all this stuff, you know, after the fact that uh, he's a real... He's a megalomaniac. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. It's mm. just, it's so sad. But, and it, but again, it makes you wonder, like, because we enjoy those characters so much. You know, will there ever be a, a chance to enjoy Buffy again down the track? Like, will they ever be able to redo it? Or is it gone? Is it just done now? I think it's done. Yeah. I, I don't think Sarah Michelle Geller would come back for mm. it. Her life is quite different Oh, now. yeah, yeah. You know, she doesn't act. She's like, I don't know if she's a chef or a, her husband's Pr- a chef. Freddie Prince Jr., this blows my mind, is a chef. And yeah. she does a lot of, and I think they've developed this cake mix that's easy to make. Right. I think is, I don't know why I know this information. I just, I have the hots for Freddie Prince Jr. And the fact that he would be in a kitchen cooking food just delights me. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point in time he also wrote for the WWE. Uh, he did indeed. He's um, done uh, a lot of voiceover work yeah. in animation. So he's had a very diverse career. He has, but mm. yeah, I, they're, they're, you know, Doting parents, I think. And That's really yeah, cool they... that they're still together as well. I know, I isn't like, it? I like when yeah. you hear about, like, you know, normal people, mm. they can generally stay together. Yeah. But Hollywood people, the, the, the bar is a lot higher for mm. them. And it's kind of like, you know, I look at Tom Holland and Zendaya, uh, Zendaya and I'm just like going, come on, kids, you can make it. Um, <laughs> you can do it. But, but uh, yeah, then you, um, uh, you you look at recent ones um, where, who was it broke up recently? Was it... Um, uh, Aquaman. Um, oh, um, oh, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa and uh, is it uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz? Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, yeah. No, Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. The mum. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. It was the other way around. So yes, uh, yeah. But they broke up, and it was kind. Of, they were held mm. at, uh, you know, with high esteem. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you need to have those, those couples who can just just make it. Yeah, yeah like um, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. They've been together for something like thirty four or thirty five mm. years. Yeah. Um, and you were right. They did. Um, they reinvented. Um, cake mixtures so uh to be like low sugar and yeah nothing artificial yeah so and and yes uh freddie prince jr is a chef he has been a chef for quite a long how time how cool is that that is so i follow cool. them on instagram i need to follow them on instagram because they're you know they don't post a whole lot of like um nothing is kind of entertainment based it's just like whatever's going on in their lives but freddie prince jr is mostly taking photos of food isn't that cool yeah it's very cool is that yeah i would love to go to their house one day and have a meal and i think i think (laughs) i think they also don't share photos of their children Children. because when they put like photos of their holidays or whatever they've always got that's a wise idea i think so too if you've got i mean it's okay i think if you're not someone with a huge following but if yeah i'm I think it's a wise thing to do. Yeah, yeah. You just never know these days. Well, Dax Shepard and um, 
Kristen Bell. Yep. They yeah. do that as well. But I think across the board, I think things are getting a bit better in that regard because mm. they used to just splash their photos all over the place and mm. it's like you're not actually asking for any permission to do that. Yeah. And, you know, you, you get it if it's the adult, I guess, but the children have no, like, they've not put their hand up and said, I want to be famous. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, strange. Yeah. Anyway, let we should probably... Let kids be kids. Yeah. Uh, we should, yeah, uh, play another ad, I think, because uh, we're, we're vastly running out of time. We've uh, we've done a bit of... We've uh, babbled. Yeah, we've babbled. Doing a bit of tangenty here, so this is a wrong show for it. Uh, but that's all right. We're going to play uh, a, a quick ad now uh, for one of our favourite places, Luna Cinemas. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. Luna on Essex. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Rachel said that. It hey. was and I'm Rachel here. I sound different. So you said it in the studio at it wasn't pre-recorded at all. No, oh, you can definitely joking. pre-record. You can tell the difference of the voice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's still I'm a bit joking. nasally. Thanks, um, and uh, if you are listening live, we did just play a sponsor for, for Luna and uh, that is where the German Film Festival is appearing. It's also at um, Palace Rain, uh, Rain Square but at Luna Leadable and Luna on Essex. So the German Film Festival is on until June the 22nd and obviously massive array of films and um, you saw something called The House which is like set in the very futuristic um Smart home, like, sort yeah, of taking over. It's set in the near future. It centres around this journalist, um, Johan, played by Tobias Moretti. And I was looking at this man going, I've seen you from somewhere. I realised he was in Inspector Rex, the TV <laughs> show. Uh, and you might recognise him, but he has been banned from working. He's not able to work as a journalist at the moment because the government don't like what he is writing. There's some kind of political war happening, essentially. So he and his wife retreat to their smart home on this secluded island. And this house does pretty much everything. The fridge orders food based on your vitamin levels. Uh, It adjusts the water temperature to your request. It's completely and fully networked. You don't... It's a smart house. It does absolutely everything. Wait, so it adjusts the water temperature to your request what, when you're in the shower? Yep, you can just say warmer, colder, warmer, colder. It, it takes, oh, okay. you know, samples from your stools <laughs> and, cold, and you know, if you, if you yeah, go to the toilet, it'll take a sample and it'll work out what you need in your body and it'll order that particular food. Uh, so it's, it's completely smart and it's, it's what, it's kind of like, remember that Simpsons episode with the house? In the future. Do you guys remember this episode? No, but Chris surely will. Yeah, so there's an episode of The Simpsons and it's essentially the same thing. They upgrade to this smart is it, home. Is that when they uh, Homer gets a new job with the, uh, the megalomaniac trying to take over the world and Marge has nothing to do, so she ends up drinking uh, two glasses of wine a day? Yes, Max Power. Yeah. I don't know if it's that episode. It's uh, a, I think uh, it's a House of Horror special. Oh, okay. oh right. Uh, so, yeah, you may not have seen it, but there's an episode essentially where they move into a smart home. And mm. this was like t- an episode from like 20 years back. So well, they, they of, are very good at predicting things. Exactly. <laughs> and it's kind of like that. It can only really go bad. But meanwhile, there's these political conditions that are kind of happening in the country and they're worsening. And this smart home begins to manipulate the couple into revealing secrets. So they're both involved somehow in this conspiracy and, and the house is playing them off against oh, each other. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, it's showing them videos and photos. It's just like throwing them onto the screen and things like that. So I won't give too much away, but it kind of combines, you know, your sci-fi and politics. And I think the scenarios of the smart home are pretty realistic. I think we are moving towards that. There's been talk of smart fridges and things like that. And yeah. I think we do have them anyway. Uh, I think so. They're like, you've run out of milk. It basically. I'll order it for you. Um, and <laughs> don't in- know why my fridge sounds <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to fridge that sound like that. <laughs> but I think when I went into this film, I was hoping for more of a horror mm-hmm. about a house that's trying to kill these people. And it kind of wasn't that. So it was more of a political statement that just happened to have this smart home future realist, you know, future kind of realism stuff involved and this AI element to it. So, yeah, it's more of a political drama than anything. Did it feel like a Black Mirror episode? It did, yes, but it didn't quite have that... There's something about Black Mirror that, that's kind of edgy. Mm-hmm. didn't quite have the edge to it. So, look, it's not a bad film. It is based on a short story by our journalist Dirk Kubjoit, Kubjoit, I think is how you say his name. But like I say, I think I was hoping for more, when I read the synopsis, a horror. Yep. And it was, yeah, more of a political film, is political it called, drama. Is it called House or Home? It's called The House, the house. or Das House. Uh, if you want to house. do it in German. Um, and, of course, there was that film many years ago, Das Boot or Das Boot, whatever mm. the film, that really famous German film set in a boat oh, that you, right. every film student has to watch apparently. Oh, right. Um, but, really? yeah, look, it's I must have missed the boot on that one. The boot. the boot. It's about a boat. I always thought it was about a boot. A <laughs> <laughs> giant boot. Um <laughs> It is an old woman and she lives in a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and interestingly, this is directed and co-written by Rick Osterman, who uh, did a film called Wolf Children. It uh, has a different name in German. And the Das Boot remake, there's a series, uh, and he was involved in that. So he's mm-hmm. gone from the boat to the house in this one. Well, there's plenty to choose from. Oh, there's there's um, a, a film called The German Lesson, which has a, a young man sort of thinking about his childhood um, tragedies and, and things that have happened to him during the Second World War. Um, there's a, a couple of Austrian films that look really, really interesting. One called Chasing the Line, um, which is a, about a Austrian downhill skier called Franz Klammer, who becomes like, this is like in the 1976 Winter Olympics, he becomes very, very famous mm. and he's quite attractive and he becomes, yeah, like the the person everyone wants to to be with and um very popular uh, and there's another one called risks and side effects uh, another austrian film which is about um so there's these a friendship between two married couples mm. and there's one of the the couples the lady needs a kidney transplant and her husband is like no, nah, I'm not going to do that. But her male friend in the other married couple is like, yeah, I'll do it. So it's like it's how it, – it's a bit of a dark comedy of like, you know, how's that going to work and what does that mean for their relationship? What an interesting dynamic. I would, know. Because ultimately if someone said, no, you can't have it, kidney of my the how like isn't that a deal breaker in a relationship? I don't know. Well, I, you've got to be a match You've anyway. got to be a match but to not even want to go through with – the test to see if you're a match. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's your kidney. Well, so you he didn't go want. through. He didn't check first and then say. Well, anything? I don't know because I haven't seen the movie, but it just it looks. It just sounds like mm. a very fascinating and funny premise. Mm. So um, yeah, but there's a thing in America where you can you can give your kidney away and your person gets a matching kidney and your kidney goes to somebody else. It's like a a, um, a kidney matching. Service. It's pay it forward with your kidney. It, it kind of is. Grosses me yeah. out. Selena Gomez's mate gave her um, kidney to her. Good old, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Selena Gomez. Yeah, I think you're you, right. you did give your kidney to your friend. <clears throat> They're, they're, they're pretty much like, you know, it's the same reason I always, uh, you know, adopt cats is because uh, then they owe you. Um, so, you know, if you've, uh, if you've given your friend a kidney, then they pretty much owe you for you the rest of their life. Imagine you if own you, them. you could <laughs> ring them at any time and be like, you got to take me to the airport. And they couldn't say no. Yeah. You like, remember that time when I gave you one of my organs? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, I need you to help me move house. Oh, sorry. But remember that time I gave you a kidney? <laughs> like, you literally could not say and no. And I mean, to them. If, if it was Selena Gomez as well, mm. like, the, her mate would be like, I gave you a kidney. I, I want you know, tickets to the Oscars or something. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yes, the German Film Festival is happening now until the 22nd of um, June 
and we've something. We got one more ad, but yeah, just like yes, we'll. Uh, do, do you want to hold that till after the ad, or would you like to say that before the ad? I'll leave it up to you. Um, so, Russian Doll this season uh, deals a little bit with um, Nazi stuff. So that's that was where my connection uh-huh. was. Have you watched the second season yet? I have. Yes, all the way through. Yes, I have. Interesting. Yeah, because we we talked about this last week when you'd only watch a part of it. Yes. Now you've yeah, seen yeah. it all. I have seen yeah. it all. Yes, yes. It was um, very different to the first season. It is. And, and you see what I mean by it's one of those things where you can't just watch it and not be watching it. You've got yes. to actually completely pay oh, attention. Oh, you've got to pay attention. Mm. Definitely. Um, yeah, interesting season. I don't know if I like it better or more. or, But there was a part in it where um, that song from the first Mm, from mm. the first season came back and, and uh, Natasha Leon's like, this bloody song? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll go to a, a sponsor now. Yeah, quick, uh, quick ad and then we'll be back for a quick wrap-up. And we're back. We've got how much time we got left? Eight minutes to go. Yeah, only a couple of minutes left. Um, I was just scrolling back through the the German film festival and noticed that there was a couple of um, old films featuring uh, Run Lola Run, one of the 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 better German films that I've seen in my life, and Goodbye Lenin. I don't know if you. Um, I'm pretty sure you saw this with me. It's quite an old movie, um, 2003. It's got um, Daniel Brühl in it. And uh, it involves the the Berlin Wall. Basically, his mum goes into a coma just before it falls and then he's just kind of, when she comes back out of it, he's got to convince her that it's the wall is still there. Mm-hmm. So really, really interesting film. I'd love to mention that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's uh, this. Have you, uh, like, seen the amount of trailers come out recently? Yes, like, I watched some today, actually. Uh, nope. Nope, I haven't. Nope, nope. That's that's the that's new, the trailer. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> not my answer to have you watch some trailers. Oh, excellent. As so, uh, was was that uh, like because that's the um uh, what's his face the uh, director. I want to say Jordan Peele. It is Jordan Peele. Okay, it's, uh, it's his new um uh, movie coming out after like you know he's done the his other one name movies. Uh, uh, Get Out was two days. Oh yes, it was two days. And yes. Us. And Us, yes. which is the uh, yes, but. It it kind of is a alien type movie, mm. so um, very very interesting looking film. Um, but I don't know if it's for me. I just want to say thanks to uh, Trudy who just phoned in, and she had a funny anecdote about the Jurassic World film. She was doing a little bit of googling today, and one of those search parameters that come up in Google was, "Were the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park real?" No. <laughs> Oh, that's like you know when you watch those interviews where it says Google interview with, and they've it says does you know Harry Styles, and then he pulls off the thing and it comes up with a weird. I know. So obviously enough people have questioned <laughs> whether or not the dinosaurs were real, which I thought, uh, yeah, how ridiculous is that? That that is ridiculous and pretty hilarious. And actually, um, it does bring me to something else. Thank you for calling in because I, I want to share this. There's a funny old um, is it called? Funny or Die? Yes, Funny or Die, yes. So there's a series, I think it's four or five little episodes that they've done of what if Google was a real person and (laughs) it's hilarious. It's got quite a few comedians in it Um, and, you know, somebody will come in and they'll be like, um, you know, they want to research, well... You know, the sort of things that they want to research. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to funny effects, so basically. So very, very funny. And then, you know, people, you know, because you like the auto type thing. Yes. Um, there's a, a, a young girl who types in, how do you tell if you're pregnant? And then the dad comes in, he's like, how do you tell if Google goes pregnant? He's like, no. Oh dear. So yeah, the uh, the internet's a funny yeah. thing, but to yeah. think enough people have asked that question, it's quite bizarre, isn't it? Well, it is. people are dumb. We have got uh, literally seconds left before I'm going to play. I'm going to play Lily Allen's smile um, because it's three minutes long, and that'll get us nicely into Quizzy's uh, crate digging. Excellent. Um, other trailers that came out this week was the Black Adam trailer and the Monsters trailer from Rob Zombie. Uh, I've put both those up on our Facebook page, so do check them out. They're uh, very good teasers. Uh, but I think that's pretty much it this week, kids. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Sorry about the tangents and the babbles. <laughs> I was like... This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.